All praise and thanks is due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray, and whoever God allows to go astray will never find guidance. I bear witness that there is no God but God, alone, without any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. O oh, you who believe, be mindful of God, as is God's due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God, to your dying moment. The Quran states that God does not burden any human being more than they are well able to bear. In January of 2016, sitting in a hospital waiting room, I believed that that was a lie. It just didn't make sense to me. Over the past 10 years, I had experienced horror after horror, and I was at my wit's end. God had given me more than I could possibly handle. My faith started to unravel in 2006 when a bone-shattering bullet tore through my leg in a shooting that left the man next to me dead. The shooting was so random and unexpected that I didn't see or hear anything coming. One minute I was out at night, sitting with my cousins, talking and laughing, and the next minute, I was praying on the cold, hard floor as blood from the man next to me inched toward my face. Bullets continued to spray around us, and with shaking bodies piled on top of me and people screaming in terror as they tried desperately to get away, I accepted that my life could end at age 21. When I survived, I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know who this new version of me who had witnessed and felt such horrifying violence was supposed to be. I didn't know how to wrap my head around any of it. I told myself I was lucky. After all, I wasn't the one who died without a chance to say goodbye to my loved ones. Surrounded with more love and attention than ever, I felt broken, lost, and alone. I felt like no one understood what I was going through, and I didn't realize at that point how much that event would shape the way I reacted to the world around me for years to come. While I moved through life with a smile on my face, I was hiding anger, hopelessness, and constant fear. Those feelings were validated when just two years later, my good friend died in a chemical explosion while working as a researcher at UCLA. She was just 23 years old. I couldn't find Allah through my tears, but I screamed at God anyway. My world spun into chaos. All I could see were the tragedies around me, and I spent each day bracing myself for the bad news to come. 
Because I hadn't yet learned to heal from my shooting, every additional struggle I faced had become an even heavier weight to bear. So in 2016, when the doctor told me that my baby, my tiny two pound baby who was born three months early needed surgery on his liver and that he had a 33% chance of survival, all I could hear was, your baby is going to die. I held my womb and I cried in excruciating pain. I cried for the three other babies I had lost before him and I couldn't fathom losing him too. I told the doctors and anesthesiologists my baby's name, Hezekiah, meaning God is my strength, and that he had a family, brothers and a mommy and daddy who loved him so much. I needed them to care. I needed them to know that we couldn't lose him. I couldn't lose him. But when they rolled him back to the operating room, I was alone again. I knew there was nothing else I could do to pull my baby through this. In that moment, I turned to God and said, I give up. This one I can't do. You've given me so many trials and I've done my best to survive, but I can't survive this one. I knew I couldn't. I didn't even know if I believed anymore. I thought the Quran was a lie. For years, my prayers had been empty, disconnected chants and movements, but in that moment, I had nowhere else to turn. It was too much for me to handle. So I surrendered. I let go of trying to survive and I just surrendered. My heart opened and I finally asked God to carry me. And as excruciating as it was waiting hours in that hospital waiting room, I finally understood. It's not that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. It's that you can handle anything if you're willing to turn to God and surrender. The Quran says, but give glad tidings unto those who are patient in adversity, who when calamity befalls them say, verily unto God we belong and verily unto God we shall return. I let go of trying to control it and allowed myself to trust that everything would be okay, even if it didn't work out. The word Islam means submission or peace. I discovered true Islam when I faced something that terrified me, the thought of losing my baby, and surrendered to the idea that I would somehow make it through, no matter the outcome. In the years since I reached that breaking point, I've learned that every fear I face and overcome brings me back to Islam, to peace. 
As a result, my life has expanded and been filled with more love and compassion than I could have ever imagined. God has given me so many gifts through these trials, and I'm genuinely grateful for every single one of them. They've introduced me to a deeper understanding of passion and joy in my life and a connection with my purpose that I would never have had otherwise. I now work with survivors of gun violence across the country, and I get to guide others to find that same peace and freedom as I'm so blessed to know. In my work, I'm surrounded by people who have lived through their worst fears, the most horrifying trauma you could imagine, and have learned how to move forward, even finding joy again in the process. Whenever I bear witness to the hope they embody in their everyday lives, it renews my belief that we truly can overcome anything. I usually teach secular audiences how to feel safe again. Today, I want to share the most valuable strategies I've used to feel faith again, because faith has been the most powerful driver of transformation in my life. The Quran says, everyone who surrenders their whole being unto God and is a doer of good with all, shall have their reward with their sustainer, and shall need have no fear, and neither shall they grieve. There are a number of reasons I chose to pray after my shooting. I prayed out of guilt, because I knew it was prescribed to us. I prayed in fear, because I didn't want to go astray and face more of God's wrath. I prayed out of desperation, because it was the only thing I knew. None of those prayers helped me grow closer to God. That's how my prayer became empty, staged faith. And it grew increasingly difficult to get myself to pray at all. My dear friend and mentor, Tasneem Noor, the faith connector, encourages people to set an intention in prayer. Instead of praying by default, I learned to choose prayer and to ask God for exactly what I needed. I often start with, Allah, please open my heart to you. Please carry me through my pain. Please guide me to turn to you instead of all the other things I use to distract myself when I'm hurting the most. I no longer pray out of obligation. I choose to pray because it's healing for me. It's my salvation from the frantic thoughts in my mind and the walls I build around my emotions to protect myself. Because the truth is, I have emotions that I can't face alone. I've had thoughts that form into debilitating fears. In prayer, I sit silently in these emotions. I allow myself to fully connect with the feeling in my body, knowing that I'm safe in the presence of God.
When I find myself avoiding prayer, or if I have trouble being fully present, I call myself out. God, please help me in opening up. Guide me to be vulnerable with you because I'm scared right now. And then I wait. I calm the thoughts in my mind and I let go of any tension in my body. I allow myself to be present and loving to any emotions that come up as I recite my suras. My prayer has become a meditation, not an escape, but a safe time and space to fully feel my emotions and allow myself to be carried through. By letting go of guilt and obligation, we can free ourselves to make the choice to pray when we seek the kind of overflowing love, transformation, and comfort that only God can provide. When I began to practice prayer in this way, I started wanting it in my life all the time. Now I find myself setting the intention to surrender to God, not just in active prayer, but in everything I do. When you surrender to God's will in everything you do, you no longer have cause for regret or fear because everything you do is in God's greater guidance. That starts with intentional and vulnerable, transformational prayer. I say what I have said. May God forgive all of us. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks are due to God alone. I believe that it's only after you surrender yourself to God, including all of your fears, that you can find true faith. Until I was carried through my deepest pain and came out on the other side, I hadn't learned to trust with all of my heart. I still believed that I had a breaking point because I felt that my shooting had broken me. The only thing it had really broken was my true faith. I want to distinguish what I mean by true faith versus blind faith. Blind faith is often used to dismiss emotions or painful experiences in the absence of surrender. When we aren't trusting our whole selves with God, but we say, it'll all work out, inshallah, God willing, or it was meant to be, or that we're so blessed to be alive, we're using words of faith to dismiss our actual experiences. I used blind faith all the time, but I never really believed it. True faith comes from a deep trust and guidance from God and can only come from a place of surrender. It was from that place that I realized that throughout all of these years, I wasn't being tested or punished. God was allowing me to experience what I needed in order to discover a more expanded and faith-filled, joyful version of myself and a closer, more transformational connection with God. As the Quran says, 
God is near to those who have faith, taking them out of deep darkness into the light. By practicing the inside-out paradigm that peace activist and transformational coach Mamoun Youssef describes in his book, Inside the Soul of Islam, I learned to change my thoughts in the moment in order to change the world I was experiencing. I used to be constantly scared of my surroundings. Whenever I was in a public space, I was on guard for a potential attack at any moment. After the San Bernardino shooting in 2015, I even bought escape ladders for everybody on the second floor of my office building. Using my newfound faith, when those worries came up, I would first create an action plan. If someone comes in with a gun, I'll hide under here or run over there. But then once the practical application of those worries had been put to use, I would surrender and then choose faith instead of fear. Not blind faith, but true faith. I wasn't ignoring my emotions. Instead, I allowed myself to fully feel whatever was coming up and then trust that I was safe right now in that moment. Once I mastered this practice, I took the next step to trust that even if someone did come in with a gun, that I would be okay in the end. Because I knew now that I could survive anything. And if God had written that to be my time, I trust that God's plan is always, always better than mine. That faith has guided me through even the hardest of experiences and fears. Having spent most of my life with a focus on protecting myself from all the scariest parts of the world, it had never occurred to me to use my newfound faith in the same way to move forward. Many of us use our faith to come to peace with our past experiences, and we trust that everything comes into our lives for God's greatest intention. But then we stop there. We move through life with gratitude and trust, but we often still feel like there's something more for us in this world or something greater that God intended for us. What's holding us back from making the incredible impact on the world that we know we're capable of? Yet again, it's often fear. Fear of what could happen if we try. Fear of who we'd be if we succeed. Fear of how we'd feel if we failed. You can probably live a fine life, surrendering in faith without taking those frightening steps toward your dream. But I want to share with you what becomes possible when you take that timid, emotional, often scary step toward your dream from a place of faith.
On every birthday when I was little, I had the same wish. Every time I blew out the candles, I would wish for peace on earth. As far back as I can remember, that was my biggest dream. I never told anyone, of course, because if you said it out loud, your wish wouldn't come true. I never told anyone until I got older. As I experienced more and more of the hate, violence, and suffering that this world had to offer, I decided that world peace was impossible. I laughed at myself for how strongly I used to believe in something so outrageous. And I told others about my silly and naive childhood wish now that I knew better. In the current state of our country, with more and more mass shootings taking place every year, people being targeted for their race, their religion, their sexuality, their politics, I think many of us feel the same way, bracing ourselves from whatever horror could happen next. The idea of world peace seems impossible, doesn't it? But how could I dare use the word impossible when I believe in an all-powerful God? It says in the Quran, God has the power to will anything, period. Not just the easy things, anything. I believe that with all of my heart. So now, with a heart as open and as eager as it was when I blew out those candles as a child, I turn to God, and instead of trying to say what is or is not possible, I say, use me. I don't know God's timing. I don't even know if I would get to see it in my lifetime. But I believe that with all of my heart, with God, anything is possible. So I continue to say, use me. There is no ending to God's blessings and no limit to our dreams. Right now, I'm living a life far beyond anything I could have possibly imagined just a few years ago. I walked with a cane for years, and now I can run. <laughs> I was scared for my life in public places. Now nothing holds me back from going wherever I want and enjoying every moment of it. I used to think that happiness was impossible, and now I feel joy every single day. For 10 years, I was scared to even share the story of my shooting with people I knew and loved. Now I've shared it in international publications like Cosmopolitan Magazine and Women's Health Magazine. I didn't feel worthy of being a leader to create the change I wanted to see in the world. Now I'm the world's leading coach for shooting survivors of gun violence. I host healing workshops and online support groups, and we're launching gun violence prevention and recovery programs in schools across America. 
I used to instill fear into the hearts of my children, passing on the only thing I knew about survival. Now I get to support them in facing their fears, taking leaps of faith and dreaming as big as they possibly can, knowing that with God's blessings, all of their dreams can come true. Even Hezekiah's. He's now a healthy, happy, very ambitious little guy who's turning three years old this January. Just imagine. Imagine if all of us turned to God and surrendered and in true faith with our biggest, most impossible dreams. And instead of doubting ourselves or doubting God, we said, Use me. That's what our prophet Muhammad, may the blessings and peace of Allah be upon him, did. That's what Abraham, Jesus, Mary, Moses, and all of God's greatest messengers have done before us. So if we're asked to follow in their footsteps, let's start with believing that the biggest dreams God has placed in our hearts are possible. With complete trust in your heart and surrendering your whole self, I urge you to tell God to use you in whatever way is needed to create the change that you desire to see in this world. When you take those steps toward your dream, growing older isn't scary. It's exhilarating. Instead of feeling like years off your life, each new year is filled with gifts and opportunities. I've gotten to let go of control because my life has become an incredible adventure led by faith. When I want something, I open myself up to the possibility of having it, and then I take action, no matter how outrageous or scary it seems. When we do that, we inspire others around us to do it too. When you take each step forward without hiding, you become a breathing testimony of God's greatness. You can believe the impossible is possible without allowing failures, otherwise known as lessons, to get you down. My friend and mentor, Christian Michelson, often says that success is not only possible, but it becomes inevitable if you let go of the how and the when and just trust and follow your inner guidance. God says we have made all things, all the signs manifest unto people who are endowed with inner certainty. So what signs has God made clear to you? What fears might be holding you back? As you go into your weekend, before you dive back into the busyness of your life, 
I encourage you to reflect on your dream or your childish wish, to surrender in prayer, and to use your faith, your inner certainty, to guide you in taking the next step or leap forward. This world is not only ready for your dream. It requires all of us overcoming our fears and taking action to make the impact we all want and need more than anything right now. I'll close with some duas for the congregation. God commands justice, doing good, and generosity towards relatives. And God forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. God teaches you so that you may take heed. Recite what has been revealed to you of the book and stay consistent in prayer. Indeed, prayer restrains the human from lewd and wicked behavior, but the remembrance of God is even greater. And God knows everything you are doing. God, we come before you today and ask that you open our hearts. We ask that you open our hearts in surrender and allow us to be vulnerable in our prayer with you. We welcome you into our hearts, all that you know, all that you've blessed us with. We pray that we're able to walk forward in faith, knowing you are greater than all of our fears. And we pray right now for all of our brothers and sisters who would welcome the same into their hearts so that you may guide us all to hope, to love, to compassion, and to freedom. Amen. Wa aqimna asala. Let's perform the prayer.